Yeah, we'll find out. We'll find out. Okay. So we'll see. Welcome to episode seven. This is our holiday special. Our Christmas spectacular. So I'm Rachel here with my brother GW. We love TV and movies. Usually we have the conversation of what are we watching this week, but instead today we are going to tell you all our favorite top 10 must watches every holiday season. So sorry for the change of format. We're probably going to have some overlap. Probably won't get 20 recs out of it, but whatever we do get will be available at whatareyouwatchingpod.com. Cool. I'm really excited to talk about this stuff. I feel like it it feels like Christmas season when I started watching some of these movies. So I was thinking we would go in reverse order back and forth. Does that work for you? That sounds great. Do you want me to kick things off? You should go first because if I go first, I think people will just shut off the podcast with my number 10. So... Yeah, I'll start with my number 10. Um, my first one is uh, a, a Charlie Brown Christmas, the 1965 animated film. And this is available on Apple TV. You know, the the story and the animation and all that's like, it's cute and nice. And it's like a very basic, you know, Christmas story. But the thing that really brings this to life for me is I think this is one of the best soundtracks of any Christmas uh movie that exists it just has an like an incredible jazz trio uh soundtrack that is you know like most charlie brown stuff way more complicated than it needs to be like the quality of the music is so much greater than the audience um and so it's just it's an awesome listen um and so whether i'm listening to the soundtrack or watching the movie it just really puts me in kind of that that christmas spirit that's such a good one and it's it's not on my list i think it's a very gw specific holiday watch i feel like i've only watched it because you've put it on in the background of the house that wouldn't surprise me but i would say you should watch again it is you you can you can watch it on apple tv and uh i just spend basically the whole time listening to the music i think that's the the best part i love that i cheated on my next one or my number 10 all right let's hear it just kicking it off with breaking rules I'm going to recommend what I'm calling the Netflix holiday trilogies. Oh, boy. So there's two of them. Oh, boy. And I I think this is uh, some of Netflix's attempts at uh, trying to get some of the Hallmark market. Mm-hmm. Slightly lower budget, usually filmed, you know, in a beautiful small country in Europe. The one that really kicked it off is called A Christmas Prince which was in 2017, uh, starring Rose McIver from iZombie, which is a great TV show set in Seattle, if anyone wants okay. to check it out. Um, it's like really mindless holiday cheer. You know, the first one did so well. It ended up being three movies. There was A Christmas Prince, A Christmas Prince, The Royal Wedding, and A Christmas mm. Prince, The Royal Baby. Ah. <laughs> uh. You know, it really set in motion the opportunity for the Princess Switch trilogy which is starring Oof, yeah. Vanessa Hudgens of... And, and who else? Vanessa Hudgens and, and Vanessa, Vanessa Hudgens. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of Vanessa Hudgens. Uh, I, I just remember that, that ad being excellent because they would literally do the Vanessa Hudgens and Vanessa Hudgens and... Yeah, so uh, The Princess Switch got, also got three movies out of it. I have watched all six of these movies. Could I tell you anything more than the title? The Princess Switch was basically a was Prince and the Pauper type exactly. rift, right? 
Okay, cool. So I just want to like shout out Netflix for doing this. I don't know why they did it. I don't know who decided to green light it, but I got a lot of enjoyment out of it. And I'll probably rewatch all of these as I wrap Christmas presents. Okay, you can go well, next. Uh, I hope. All right. Next <laughs> Netflix uh, Christmas trilogy is always, uh, always mm-hmm. a watch. I feel like that one would be, uh, those would be uh, Carol approved, though I doubt Larry approved. Very much Carol approved, yeah. Okay, cool. Um, so are we on my second one? Yes, you're number nine. My number nine, all right. Number nine for me is Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. So the, like, this cl- is the, the claymation the, one? The stop, the stop motion, yeah. So this is... This is my favorite of like a collection of I think there's the Little Drummer Boy, Red Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer, uh, Santa Claus is Coming to Town, and Frosty the Snowman. And basically, these are all by the uh, stop motion studio uh, Rankin and Bass. And this is you know this this was 1964. I think they're all about that time frame. Um, but they're just like delightful little stories, somewhere between like 20 and 30 minutes. There's really not on any subscription. I I recently uh, purchased these but it was really fun i've gotten now to watch a couple of them with um bruce and he no. he, he finds them very fascinating it was just like has eyes wide the whole time so i love these as a kid um they're super nostalgic um the stop motion animations just like a really cool way to see things um and the fact that it was made what is that like almost 60 years ago is kind of incredible do our parents have it on vhs i, d- I don't know if they still do but they definitely did when we were growing up did you buy it from Apple? Is that where you bought it? I did. They they had like a they had a bundle which was like all four of them for like uh, twenty bucks or something like that. So yeah, I think it'll be something I can watch with uh, Bruce every year. Oh, so cute. Okay, uh, my number nine. I also cheated. I didn't cheat that much. They're just I cheated a lot in these two. My number nine is just like the Hallmark Channel. <laughs> I see. Yeah, you know I didn't want to put it too low, but it's just so consistent. You can just throw it on within they probably start showing holiday stuff what november 1st all the way through if not mid-october but yeah you can come in you know halfway through a movie you know the plot it's all the same story did did the big did the big career woman go back home after her stressful job and find some like nice down-to-earth dude who was doing some manual labor manual labor type job or running a hotel or the bakery or uh you know Mm -hmm. the dog rescue or whatever yeah so i'm not like totally condoning their portrayal of career women but at least for what you want out of a holiday little movie it's very your expectations are just met you know what you're getting into Mm. you know not a big commitment you can watch 10 minutes you can watch three to six hours so what do, do you have one like, is there a favorite or at least one that you could even remember the title of? No, um, no. They're just, they just all kind they of all have the meld same together. Words. They're all the same words in the title too, just different like orderings. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, yep. there is no differentiation. And like, I don't, I don't say that in a bad way. I don't, mm-hmm. I like what they do. They're serving an audience that really wants it. And, yep. you know, kudos to them. They also employ a lot of actors and actresses in the summer to make these movies. They have quite a little factory going and I think it's good for the economy. Approximately how many of these do you think are our mom watches per, for, per Christmas season? Well, I think the TV is just like set to it starting November mm-hmm. 1st-ish. Although, you okay. know, mom likes Thanksgiving. So I'll, I'll say December 1st is when she really okay. ramps it up. 
And it's yeah. on probably multiple hours per day. Cause it's just on. She'll do other things. <laughs> sure. But the TV just yeah, stays of on. Course. Yeah. So, so multiply like five hours a day times uh, 25 days. <laughs> Great. Okay. Like two, two movies a day for 25 days. So like 50, 50 ish yeah. of them. And then we can cool. also, there'll be some repeats in there. For sure. We can also calculate the number of eye rolls our father's done in the past. Sure. That, yeah. It's three or four per movie. Um, well, it's like just whenever he walks by the living room is right, when right. the eyes roll. So it's like how many trips, you know, to the bathroom is he doing sure. throughout the day, you know? Yeah. It's very known. <laughs> nice. So yeah, Hallmark Channel. Cool. All right. I'm going to go for number eight. Number eight Christmas watch is the Santa Claus. That low? Yeah. Oh my God. It's There's... way higher on my list. Okay, that, that's that's super interesting. So, you know, I think this is just a, a great example of... Well, actually, if it's higher on your list, let's talk about when we get to it on your list. Okay, that's fine. What was your number seven then? Or do you want me to do my number eight? Do, do your number eight. Okay, my number eight is the 2006, which I must say, the early aughts, lots of great holiday movies. If you take one of my higher ones, I'm going to be super annoyed. What are you going to say? The Holiday? Yep. Yep. I knew you were going to take it. We should talk about that when we get up to it in my list. It's higher up for me. Okay. That's funny. Oh, interesting. Very interesting. Okay. You're number seven. Number seven is A Christmas Story. Okay. Yeah. It's on my list as well. Slightly higher. Higher up. Okay. What's your number seven? I don't think you have this one. Great. Okay. It was um, debuted in 2020. Okay. And I I think it originally was supposed to be a theatrical release, but given the pandemic, um, Hulu released it and it's called happiest season. Oh, I, I considered putting this on the list. Yes. I, yeah. yeah. The Kristen it's, Stewart. Exactly. So it's Kristen Great Stewart movie. of Twi hard fame, obviously. And Mackenzie Davis, who has starred in two of probably my favorite shows, uh, station 11 Halt and catch fire and Halt and catch fire, which is so both good. amazing shows. We will definitely talk about those on the po- this podcast at some point. Agreed. It also has, I forgot. I mean, I haven't seen it since 2020, but I really like it. Um, it also stars Allison Brie, Aubrey Plaza, and Dan Levy. <laughs> it's just like an incredibly stacked cast. It's a great cast. Um, like I said, this is on Hulu. The like main storyline is basically um, a woman, Mackenzie Davis, brings home her girlfriend for Christmas to her conservative family. She not hasn't necessarily come out to them. And so things. Hilarity ensues. Yeah. I think this is probably my favorite. Like, this is probably the most recently released Christmas movie that I would consider watching, rewatching. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely, I would like to rewatch this movie. I have a flight tomorrow that I'm thinking of downloading it for. Um, so yeah, Happiest Season on Hulu. Highly recommend. That's a that's a great recommendation. Thank you. Thank you. Um, are we on my number six now? Yes. Great. I've got Elf. Not on my list at all. Do you not do you not like Elf very much? It's like fine. It's fine. Okay. Yeah, I think you know this is a, a John Favreau joint. Will Ferrell as the the leading uh, man here, being Buddy the Elf, a really big elf that grows up in the North North po- Pole, but then goes to the big city, uh, New York City, to go see his uh, real dad because he learns that he is in fact not a regular elf like the rest of his family because he's like fourteen times bigger than they are. I, I think this movie is just just a joy. Mm-hmm. Will Ferrell is deranged, but in like a very wholesome way throughout this whole movie. Zoe Deschanel, I think, is 
awesome in her role. She's definitely, you know, mm-hmm. she's a little more, I don't know, over it. She's not, not as enthusiastic, especially at the beginning of this movie. And I think she does a really good job of like having a bit of a journey through it. But mostly I just think this is uh, a really enjoyable movie because watching uh, Will Ferrell interact with kind of the cast and crew around him as this <laughs> big giant elf just brings joy to my heart. I like the concept. I love the execution. I just think it's a, a great holiday movie. Is that on a streamer right now? I actually don't know. Oh, it's on Hulu. Yeah, and Max, I think. Sweet. Okay, cool. So are we on your number six now? I think so, but I think this is probably higher up on your list. So, And I really think you should talk about it and not me. So the number six on my list is like Harry Potter. Great. We will definitely talk about that higher up on my list. So we just talked about my number six, which was Elf. My number five is The Holiday. It was also on your list. I would love to kind of hear kind of what, what your takeaways from The Holiday are. So it was in 2006, has an insane cast. We got Cameron Diaz, Jude Law, Kate Winslet, Jack Black, Rufus Sewell. The main plot is Cameron Diaz and Kate Winslet just like want an escape for the holidays and decide yep. to escape their own swap, lives. Swap houses. Yep. So Cameron Diaz, a, yeah, a, a big time like producer person in LA. So has a, a beautiful big beach house and Kate Winslet lives in a nice little like English hamlet um, where she has a cute and little uh, kind of also beautiful but much smaller kind of house in the the country. So they mm-hmm. go on. I can't remember what fake website or maybe real website pre Aaron BNB and all that stuff, but uh, they just kind of yeah. did a house swap. They find potential love interest. Yeah, and I actually think the the my probably my favorite relationship in that whole movie is actually Kate Winslet and um, the composer. Oh yes. It's, it's, it's very sweet. They, she, she finds a a great friend in one of the neighbors of uh, the house she swaps into. Um, He's like a, was he, maybe he wasn't a composer, maybe he's a director, but he was somebody that was like well-known in older Hollywood and it kind of clearly like passed his prime. And he just, she got to learn so much uh, about the industry from him and just like, a lot of mm-hmm. great knowledge. Uh, and then there's kind of a, a big reveal at the end of the movie that's just kind of very sweet. Yeah. Phenomenal movie. In general, I think that's just my favorite holiday rom-com. Okay. So that was your number five? That was my number five. Is a 2004 movie available on Amazon Prime that has no business being so good. And it is Christmas with the Cranks. I'm so glad you said this. I'm so glad you said this. So this is not on my top ten. Um, but I was, it was battling it out for me. Basically when mm-hmm. I was picking between it and the Santa Claus, it's kind of my mm-hmm. Tim Allen mm-hmm. Christmas yes. movie. Um, uh, we, we watched this movie literally like three days ago. It has a horrible Rotten Tomatoes rate. It was like a, it's like a five. What? Okay. Okay. Let me, let me give Sorry. some background to Christmas go, with the Cranks. Go, go ahead. So the concept is Tim Allen and Jamie Lee Curtis are married. So that should sell you on this movie to begin with they decide to like forego christmas in favor of going on a tropical vacation well importantly their their only daughter is not going to be around for the holidays because she's going off to do i think it's like not missionary work it's uh doctors without borders so she's Mm going to be away for the christmas season and so they decide that they're going to go off and do a let's just do something for us Mm -hmm. Uh, so we're going to go on a a Christmas cruise, um, which happens right after Tim Allen gets absolutely drenched 
trying to run in and get like doing some Christmas shopping. He's like, I'm done with this. I think they do some things that are a little obnoxious, like refusing to put up a decoration on top of their house uh, because they're like being principled about not doing Christmas. He made a decision and he's sticking to it. But but it's a great movie. I, I think it. I don't understand why it is not rated higher. Incredible. Okay. I will say I think I think that's a little high for Christmas with the Cranks. On your your ordering, that feels a little high, but uh, look, I I, I I agree. I love that movie too. It's number five for me because like I didn't watch Happiest Season last year for during Christmas. Mm. But you did watch Christmas, Greg. That's totally so, fair. That's totally fair. Okay, cool. your number four. Number four for me, and this is a bit of a cheat, is How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Why don't you just cover the animated one? Well, we we can talk about. Grinch, if it's higher on your list. Oh, it is. Cool. It is. What's your number four? The Santa Claus. So we can we can talk about the Santa Claus now. Okay. Another Tim Allen joint. This man knows how to make a fucking Christmas movie. Yeah. 1994. It's available on Disney Plus right now. Is it a... Tr- how many movies were there? There were like three at least in the Santa Claus universe. But really, you only need to watch the first one. Yeah. Th- I, I know there are several. I think I've watched the ones that are not the original movie. Like... I- a couple of times in my life and there's now like the series mm-hmm. as well the santa clauses or something and i honestly don't care about any of that the first one is where it's at um it's a great movie i i, I want to watch it every year i will watch it every year yeah what's what's your uh or you want to give me some want to do some background like the okay. premise of the santa claus is that santa comes to tim allen's house one night and falls off the roof. He goes out to f- see what's all that noise and finds just a coat. He puts on the coat and he finds in the pocket a note card that is says the Santa Claus, like a legal <laughs> clause, which if if I'm remembering correctly, he's a is he a lawyer? No, he makes toys. He's a marketing exec. So the the Santa Claus and it's basically whoever puts on the coat now becomes Santa. So the rest of the movie is Tim Allen's journey to becoming Santa Claus. And it's just, it's great because, you know, he doesn't, he obviously doesn't believe in Santa Claus, none of that nonsense. It's just, it's just a a joyful movie. One really funny scene is him, I think after the first time he does the Santa Clausing, he goes back to the North Pole to get some sleep and uh, Judy the elf brings him hot cocoa Mm -hmm. uh, and they just have a really funny uh, interaction yeah, 1994. Like I said earlier, available on Disney Plus. So are we we're on number three for me. So my number three is Home Alone. Okay, yeah, not on my list. You know, Home Alone is probably something like Home Alone and Home Alone Two. I think are sure. both uh, phenomenal Christmas movies. You get to see, you know, Home Alone Two might actually feel almost more Christmassy because it's like. In New York, you get to see all kind of the, the Christmas um, seasons. But if you've lived under a rock for the last, I don't know, what is that, 34 years? Uh, this came out in 1990. Uh, Macaulay Culkin is left at home when his family goes on a vacation to Europe. Uh, and the night before, he wishes that his whole family would just disappear. And he wakes up late, and they have all left for the airport without him. And it is not until uh, they're flying uh, that his mom even realizes that she left him at home and he just has kind of a, a grand old time to start off. And then, uh, some burglars decide that they're going to try to rob his house 
while the family was gone, not realizing Macaulay Culkin is there. And he just sets all kinds of booby traps and chaos and hilarity ensues. Um, I love so many things about this concept, this movie, um, the needless violence, the creativity uh, that is shown in some of the traps. I just, I, I love these movies. Some really iconic scenes like him putting aftershave on or ordering mm-hmm. crazy or making and ordering crazy things to eat because he's just a kid that has way too much freedom. Um, and then him, of course, realizing he in fact does miss his family. Aww. Macaulay Culkin just got his um, star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame like this week. Yeah. All right. What's, what's your number three, Rachel? A Christmas story. I think this is, this is the, the Peter's household. I think staple mm-hmm. for, this is definitely, my, I think, my most nostalgic movie. Definitely. It's 1983. Just a story about a family during Christmas time. <laughs> like, literally, it's just like spending time with them in like the week leading up to Christmas, basically. <laughs> I guess kind of coming of age. Definitely. I mean, it's, it's very much a, a Christmas, uh, I would say, coming of age, day in the life type mm-hmm. story. You know, it, it has a, what's the, the Wonder Years it kind of has a Wonder Years vibe to me a little bit, where it's like the mm. the person who is a kid in the show is kind of getting narrated by, mm-hmm. you know, an older version of himself, tell, essentially telling the story of like this specific Christmas. It just has so many like yeah. great memorable scenes. But I think the reason this is so memorable for both of us is because every year TNT decided they needed to play this movie for 24 hours straight. This is almost certainly the, the Christmas movie we've watched the most. Because at any yeah. point during like during the right season, you could turn on the TV and you know pick it up wherever they happen to be. And there's no bad place to start this movie. That's one of the nice things about a day in the life. Like it's mm-hmm. it's a set of kind of like scenes that are all pretty like yeah. work pretty independently, and it's just it's a great thing to jump into and jump out of. And yeah, I love this movie. I would love to meet the person at like TNT slash TBS, whoever at Turner pitched this. <laughs> The reason I think it's still, you know, popular with people is just because it it's just a staple um, that's mm-hmm. been so accessible uh, for so long. I think it's available on Hulu and Max right now. Great. And probably TBS slash TNT or whatever. All right. And then uh, I'll, I'll jump to number two. Mm-hmm. So... I'll say, I'll be honest. One and two are a little interchangeable for me, but we'll we'll start with Harry Potter as the number okay. two. I think this is just probably a thing that I find myself watching most holiday seasons, kind of going through generally all eight uh, Harry Potter films. Um, <laughs> you know, they they have such nice scenery. They're beautiful. They have great music. They're incredibly nostalgic stories. There is definitely some you know Jesus. Uh, iconography with you know the chosen one who was here to save you all from the devil like you know there's all kinds of like good uh, christmas themed stuff going on snowy castles yeah i mean it just it feels like christmas uh watching harry potter um and i think part of that also is like christmas feels like nostalgia and being Mm -hmm. you know a millennial of a certain age like harry potter feels like nostalgia it's just one of those kind of like core things i think everybody of our general age group uh, shares an, uh, an affinity for that is not shared by people older or younger than us. Yep. This was, this was on my list. It was number six. Um, I also liked watching all eight throughout the uh, holiday season. It's also like, there's a lot of snow. They always cover Christmas. 
That's uh, so all the eight movies are on Max right now. All right, what's your number two? My number two, which I was like a little bit hurt when you said that the holiday was your favorite of the like holiday rom coms, because love actually is all around us. <laughs> yeah, love love actually was it. It's close. So love actually and the holiday are are a little neck and neck for me. Um, yeah, and to be completely transparent i expected you to pick love actually so i felt less bad about picking the holiday as kind of uh mine i was a little surprised you picked the holiday on your list Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah i like them both a lot tell us about love actually okay so in a very unsurprising choice for a millennial woman to have on her christmas list (laughs) is the 2003 uh movie love actually it's available on netflix right now i think this year it's on netflix Similar to The Holiday, has an all-star cast. You have Hugh Grant, Emma Thompson, Colin Firth, Liam Neeson, Kara Knightley, and Alan Rickman. You feel all the feelings when watching this movie. It's one of those movies where it's like you're following a set of like, you know, 10 different people throughout their holiday season. But, you know, kind of like Valentine's Day. There, there's some intertwining of the sure. storylines. Introduced me to who Joni Mitchell is and her wonderful music. And I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a sucker for some Joni Mitchell now because of Live Actually. And... Yeah, I think most of the world has probably been exposed to it. Um, so just a reminder to watch it again this holiday season. Well, actually, just one of my favorites. Um, great Christmas movie. Uh, yeah, that's another one that I think has like a lot of great music in it. Um, mm-hmm. And it's just visually beautiful because there's a lot of beautiful places and beautiful people and all that good stuff. So generally good. You want, you want me to talk about my number one? Have we... Has someone mentioned it yet so far? Or is this... No. Oh my God, what could it be? My number one, which will be our third Alan Rickman in a row after Harry Potter and Love Actually, Die Hard. Die Hard is one of my favorite uh, Christmas movies. I, you know, or actually, like, I think it is my favorite Christmas movie. I don't remember a Christmas where I have not watched Die Hard. I think one thing that is severely lacking from most Christmas movies is action, and Die Hard brings all the action. It brings family strife and trauma. It has a sick and crazy soundtrack where you should you need to listen to the Die Hard soundtrack. It's just like slowed down Christmas hymns in like rock tunes. It is amazing. So for any of those people that are like, Die Hard's on a Christmas movie, you're full of shit. It's a Christmas party. You know, it's a heist mm-hmm. movie, it's an action movie. Alan Rickman is a great evil villain from, you know, some arbitrarily German place. Uh, I love it. I think it's great. John McClane saving, saving uh, lives altogether. Nakatomi Plaza and the kind of the craziness that ensues during the Christmas party. Mm-hmm. Straight awesome. When's the last time you watched Die Hard? Fun fact. Um, I watched it last because I went to, I had a meeting at the Fox Plaza, which is the Nakatomi building. So when I went to the meeting, oh, nice. they were like, do you recognize the building? And I was like, no, sorry. So I watched it on the flight home because I was like, well, might as well. So that was probably like four years ago. Okay. It's just a great movie. And it was a, the movie was made the year I was born. And so it you know, also mm. has a, a little bit of a special place in my heart because of that. So that, that brings us to, to what, what your number one is. And I legitimately can't remember if we talked about it. The, the, oh, the, yeah, 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 yeah. The Grinch. The Grinch. <laughs> okay yep it might be like one of my favorite movies like even out of the holiday category mm-hmm. i love one how it looks i love all the sets 
I feel I sometimes resemble a who. I have a little bit of a nose that kind of is a little who-ish. So really, uh-huh. I always think that maybe I'll be Cindy Lou Who for Halloween every year. Taylor Momsen kills it. So she's perfectly cast in that role. She does an incredible job. Yeah. It's on Hulu right now. It's also probably one of my like most quoted movies that I use in my daily life. <laughs> Dinner with me. I can't cancel that again. <laughs> <laughs> just uh, but the only things you ever quote is him going through his to-do list i love that one and i also love am i just eating because i'm bored <laughs> i was gonna say i have two more of my favorite quotes when he's in the um, mail room and he's um handing out things and he's like jury duty jury duty blackmail pink slip chain letter eviction notice <laughs> <laughs> So anytime I'm like sorting anything or doing anything, I like think of that in my head, which is like, it is is what it is. And then this is a quote that's actually not from the Grinch himself, but it's like a background character when they're talking about how babies come to Whoville and their little storks. Mm. uh, There's a man that is getting a baby and is like, hey, honey, our baby's here. He looks like your boss. (laughs) (laughs) You got to throw in some good stuff for the parents. It is just so funny. And uh, they used a lot of like real effects. Um, So the movie is just so satisfying to watch. Like, I just love the way it looks. I want to go to Whoville so bad. No casting has ever been as accurate as Jim Carrey just being the deranged Grinch. Jim Carrey is such a good Grinch. It is ridiculous. That man was born to play that part specifically. I love watching him in this role and like, I feel like everyone's probably heard the, like, I don't know if it's apocryphal or whatever, but like the way he got this role in the first place was he walked into the, the casting director's office and just the whole time acted aggressively, <laughs> like his version of the Grinch. And they were like, we literally can't hire anybody else. Like he yeah. is clearly perfect for this role. A perfect, perfect casting. Absolutely love that movie. It was it was my it was my number four. It's probably it's not quite the most quintessential Christmas movie. Like Home Alone feels just a little bit more Christmassy to me. Mm-hmm. Like that's just mm-hmm. one of like slightly more nostalgic. Harry Potter is just too much of the like I don't know the yeah. Christmas identity to me. And Die Hard is just the thing I think I've watched the most often for Christmas. Um, but honestly, that's my fair. top four feel almost interchangeable, and it's it's really it's in that top tier for me as well. I just want to do a little bit of an honorable mention to a couple things. That sound okay? Okay, I have two honorable mentions, but your honorable mentions, you have three minutes. Because last time your honorable mentions were 37,000 minutes. I don't think that's true, but fair enough. Um, You didn't edit the episode. I did. That's what it felt like. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so a couple honorable mentions. It's a Wonderful Life. Great Christmas movie. Um, For me on my list, it was basically... Uh, a Christmas story just because I think that's the more modern version of it in terms yeah. of like nostalgia and all that stuff. But I, I do really like uh, It's a Wonderful Life. Miracle on 34th Street, uh, yeah. which is our mom's favorite Christmas movie, which is why I want to call it out. And then the one uh, I had Christmas with the Cranks as an honorable, honorable mention uh, okay. Okay. for me. And then the silliest honorable mention I have is Bad Santa, which I think is a much better movie <laughs> than it has any right to be. Oh, man. Okay, my honorable mentions. I was also like, I just like searched Christmas movies just to see if there's any of them that I like really forgot when I was making my list. And one of them that piqued my interest to be more of like, oh, I forgot that was a movie. And I think I liked it, but I do also believe it is an insane concept, which was Jack Frost. For sure. Jack Frost was 
nutty. Like the dad becomes a snowman or something. Is that, am I remembering this yeah. correctly? Okay. You, you are so, definitely remembering this correctly. That's wild. Just wanted to mention that. The other honorable mention I want to, <laughs> it's a Netflix movie. And I just want to shout it out. You can watch it if you'd like. Um, starring, this is Lindsay Lohan's big comeback, I think last year. Ah, yes, yes, yes. Which is Falling for Christmas. Uh, it's available on Netflix. Support it's our basically girl. A Hallmark, it's basically a Hallmark movie for Netflix. Yeah, but it's got Lindsay in it. And she's looking great, feeling great. And I just, I wish the best for her. And then um, I have two TV series that are kind of Christmassy. Did you ever watch Dash and Lily? No. So it's on Netflix. It's on Netflix. It's kind of like a YA teen Christmas Mm. series. It's cute if you want something a little heartwarming. And then the Marvel series Hawkeye, I kind of view as a Christmas Ah, story. Yeah, that's definitely Christmas. Yeah. I don't really think you need a lot of Marvel MCU knowledge to enjoy it. I really liked it. It's set in New York, so you get some classic like fight scenes happening in Rockefeller Center with like the Christmas tree and the lights and everything and feels very Christmas. As a recap, my top 10, number 10, a Charlie Brown Christmas, number nine, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, number eight, the Santa Claus, number seven, a Christmas story, number six, Elf, number five, the holiday, number four, how the Grinch stole Christmas, number three, Home Alone, number two, Harry Potter, and number one, freaking Die Hard. Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. Ugh, now I have to mark it explicit. Okay, my top 10 were, number 10, (laughs) the Netflix holiday trilogies. Shout out Christmas Prince and Princess Switch. Hallmark Channel is number nine. We have The Holiday at eight. Happiest Season at seven. All the Harry Potters at number six. Christmas with the Cranks at five. Four is the Santa Claus. Three, A Christmas Story. Two, Love Actually. And one, the quintessential best Christmas movie ever. How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Boom. If you think we've forgotten your favorite Christmas movie or the best Christmas movie on your list, you should let us know. Reach out. And where, if you don't where, know where how do they, to re- Where do they hit us up? <laughs> well, I was going to say, if you, if you don't know how to reach out to us because you don't know us, how did you find If you podcast? don't have our cell phone numbers, you can... <laughs> If you don't have our cell phone numbers, or you're not going to see us in person in the next 48 hours. Um, you know, you can, sh- you know, sh- answer a, qu- a question. We'll have a default question on our uh, Q&A and Spotify if you're listening to this episode. You can also head to whatareyouwatchingpod.com. And um, GW is located at beep, 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 Plano, Texas. <laughs> oh. Okay, cool. Well... Thanks for listening to the pod. Keep listening. Keep learning. Yeah, and if the episode sounds really bad, it's because GW's in an airport lounge. It's been real. See ya. Bye.